Happy Mother's Day and welcome to New Hope, the teaching ministry of Pastor Randy Rainwater. Today, founding pastor's wife, Jody Hoffman is teaching. And I see you being knit together as a community, as is in a church, and you are becoming a beautiful, beautiful quilt. Turn in your Bible now to Colossians chapter 2. Here's Jody. Our founding pastor's wife, Jody, is here today. We're so thankful. Um, we love Jody. Much of the design across all the campuses, Jody's had a hand in a lot of the women's ministry things. Jody set that pattern and, and really mothered uh, the church as well over the years. So we're so glad that she's with us today. And, uh, and we're glad that each of you are with us today. So would you guys please welcome Jody Hoffman today? I know, was, who did it? Hey, I'm so glad to be with you. I think it's so fun to be with you on Mother's Day. What a, um, the last few years I've been thinking, it'd be a really fun place to be with family, my church family on Mother's Day. So I'm really excited to um, get to speak with you and to talk about a mother's heart. Oop, oop, shoot. I'm so not technical. <laughs> Let's just confess that right now. Um, so I love that Randy does value and appreciate women. He does it really well in the way he treats Anita and the way he treats his girls. I love it. And the way I just see him do it throughout the church and the staff, it's a beautiful thing. And I am thankful that he models Jesus so well. Um, I also couldn't help but just feel teary-eyed some of you moms will get this, um, getting to my beginning, um, <clears throat> that don't you just cry when, you're, when you see your kids growing and you look back and see, oh, they were just this big and now they're this big, right? Um, I talked to a mom that's got a graduate coming, like, right? Tough year for moms with those graduates. Um, but I was doing the same thing. I have my youngest, yeah, listen to this. My youngest, no, oldest grandson is graduating from high school. Like, I can't believe it. He was just little just yesterday, right? I can't believe that. So I have 10 grandchildren, three children. Um, but, so I'm so really thankful. But I was watching the rainwater up here, and seeing um, Daniel and Sarah on the platform singing, and when they first came, how old were, you, were they? Seven, five, and two. That's when I knew them. That's the ages of my youngest grandchildren, Bear and Clover, would, it's not even two, but that age that I can't believe, watching them up here and doing such amazing work and leading so well is just teary to me. It's like, oh, look at my little babies have grown. <laughs> They're not even mine, but I feel like it. <clears throat> um, and I hope that as you become community in a church, 
seeing Danielle, like I could just point through this. Like, I remember when you were just a little girl. I remember before you got married. Like all of those things that you do. I hope that as a community that you get to do that, that you will watch and become um, that to one another and have that kind of motherliness in you that just is so proud and so happy and so blessed in it all. But anyway... I want to get on to Colossians 2, 1 to 3. It says, um, I want you to know how, so in your Bibles, Colossians 2, verses 1 through 3. I've been listening on your, to your series on Colossians. I'm joining right in. Randy gave me this section. I want you to know how much I've agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Um, So as I looked through this passage, um, some of the words jumped out. The very first one that jumped out to me was, It says united, but in another version, it says um, knit together. So knit together made me think of another verse about knit together. This is how girls' minds work. I read it here, then it hops over here, and then it reminds me of that, which reminds me of mothers. So (laughs) I just, um, yeah, our minds work weird. I I love them. Um, But in Psalms 139, he says that he formed us and he knit us together in our mother's wombs. So this knitting together is a theme in the Bible. So I brought some knitting things that were knit for me. Um, I don't even know if Jenny Balfour knit this for me a long time ago, but I love it. It is a little wash thing for the kitchen that I love. My Another friend knit me this little blanket. I love that. It's a little lap blanket. And knit together. My mom knit this. And last year... Um, Clover was dedicated on Mother's Day, and she had little booties that my mom knit for spring that now Clover wears. So like knitted things are handed down. They're precious. They're good. They're, they have a lot of story and memory and value in them. Um, I asked Anita if they had anything that were knitted, and she said that Randy's mom just knit, had um, not knitted, but quilted this. And the idea of knitting and quilting are the same things. It's bringing something together to make something useful and beautiful. And I couldn't help but think in that passage, now here's the motherliness in me just going, folding all neatly, making it all right, right? So um, in this passage, it says that we are knit together a couple of weeks ago, I was here visiting for Bear's little baptism that I got to do with Randy and um, Justin, and I had to wait to get a parking place because it was so full, and in my waiting, I was watching people pour out of the building and um, line the sidewalks and get into their cars, and as I did, I was just like, this is beautiful. My daughter was with me, and I was saying, look, there's like every Ethnic group is represented. I saw Asian and African and um, Hispanic and like just all over the world. It was beautiful. 
It was just beautiful. And I think that that is that knitting together. And I see you being knit together as a community, as is in a church. And I see that the love of this staff and of the leaders here just weaving you together with God's love. And you are becoming a beautiful, beautiful quilt. And I love that. Um, so that's a Mother's Day part of this. But uh, I want all of you that had a mother stand up for me. Oh, yeah, good. You're thinking they're up through, aren't you? How'd you? All right. So if you had a mother, not that you are a mother, right? You know, thanks. You can be seated. That is celebrating mothers to me. It's not just the mothers in the room. Because all of you were mothered by someone. And that is such a beautiful thing and a beautiful part of this day. Um, whether you have children, whether you don't have children, whether you want to be married, all of the things that kind of complicates that, the thing that we can all celebrate together that we have in common is that we all had a mom. And so let's go from that. And um, I'm kind of jumping into this part. Is How many of you listen to Priscilla Shire ever or do any of her Bible studies? Really good, huh? So love it. Um, she was giving an illustration about mothers in that mother giraffes, when they bear their babies, take their babies away. And can I just add that, I looked this up online, like mother giraffes gestation time is like, uh, I wanted to say 428 days or something. I can't remember exactly, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, like that's a long time. Nine months is plenty. 40 weeks is plenty, let alone a whole 400 and some days. Like, oh. But they also birth six-foot babies. So, so that is something. But in this, the mother giraffe takes this baby away for a whole week or a certain designated time. I don't even know how many exact days. But it takes that baby away, and while it takes that baby away, it keeps on bringing that baby's face and getting in that baby's face and getting in that baby's face and getting in that baby's face. Look, having that baby look at her, having that baby look at her. It's like, why do you suppose? You know what? I'm saying giraffe, and I mean zebra. <laughs> How about that? That's crazy. I don't know what, where giraffe came from, but it's, it was a zebra. I don't guess it matters because they have spots and the others have stripes. But anyway, I think I must have missed, that must have been why those first service people were looking at me so funny when I was talking about the giraffes having stripes. <laughs> hey, and if you talk to anybody from the first service, it was an epic failure. I just have to tell you, I did not get through my stuff. So I'm going to like, whoosh. if I don't get through this, it's better than the first. So, right? <laughs> What can I do? But um, <clears throat> so these, this mother gets those babies to look at her face because she needs to have that baby know her stripes. Because when they get back to the herd, all of those stripes all go together. And that is going to mess up a little baby of knowing which one is its mom. But 
as I think about that, I think about how I want to know God's face. I think I knew his face, but I think in the last five years of grieving Buddy's death, I think that I've come face to face with God. And I think I've gotten to know his face and his stripes really well. But as I do, I see, oddly, a lot of mother in those, that face. I see a lot of mothering in that face. So um, I just want to mention some of the ways that God is like a mother. And mothers are life givers. Yes. Similar to God. Yes. Life giver. Anybody ever heard of a birth where a mother wasn't present? Oddly, no, right? So the Holy Spirit is always present at, the, at a born-again part of our life as well. So the Holy Spirit is, that part of God reflects the feminine part of God. Um, it's also the part in Genesis 1-2 when he was hovering like mothers hover, right? And sometimes mothers get a bad rap for hovering, but I'll give you scripture that mothers can hover. Um, in Genesis 1-2, that when it says that God is hovering over the darkness of the deep, I also want to say that mothers, when they hover, they are hovering over something that isn't even seen there yet in its correct form. So when they're hovering over the darkness of the deep, it's because it knew that that had potential to become something else. And it was hovering because it wanted to be part and wanted to be there when it could help it become what it was made to become. I think mothers hover because we see what the potential in our children. And we, we want to be there to help them to become everything that they're, they're supposed to become. But that hovering part, when it says that the Spirit of God was hovering, you know what that word is? It's ruha. And that ruha is a feminine word. It's a feminine word for God. So there it is. Um, mothers are, I think, pretty much, not always to every degree as I am or some of you, but we are homemakers, right? We love making a home and making things pretty and, and indwelling that home and filling that home with beauty and with kindness and love and gentleness and all the things, hmm, those, all of those characteristics of God that are really feminine and beautiful. Um, and who else is a home dweller, a homemaker? Um, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell and to make home and residence in us. So that's another way we're like God. Um, another thing is that mothers are people of beauty, that love beauty, that kind of fill places with beauty. Um, and in the Bible, the, have you heard of the word Shekinah? Yeah? Shekinah is a feminine word for God. And it is, comes to fill and indwell and fill up the temple. And when it is, they say that it's just beautiful. It's the most beautiful place and beautiful time is when the Shekinah, the, the, this Shekinah um, is present. Um, mothers are mysterious. Um, that it even was talking about in our Colossians verse that there was this mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. 
And in the Old Testament, it was just a mystery. Like they didn't know, they didn't understand what that was all going to be about. And in, so the Old Testament is mystery, mystery, mystery. We get to the New Testament and it's Christ and the mystery is fulfilled. And we see that and it's Christ himself. So he's the mystery because that was all planned. I think women are mysterious in a lot of ways, but one of the ways are that in our, um, that we were planned and God's plan was for, to make them male and female. And in that plan, we are part of that plan. In Jeremiah 1.5, he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophets to the nation. So God has a plan, whether you're male or female. There's a, there was a time in our um, history where men were elevated and women were nothing. And in that, we see that, no, that can't be because God's plan was to make some men and women. So women are valued too. And Jesus came and he valued us. Um, and in some parts of the world, that's still the case, unfortunately. Um, so uh, mothers are a treasure. They're the pearl of great price. And it says here that it's, that it's hidden in the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in him, in Christ, is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. When you look up wisdom, the wisdom word is Sophia, happens to be feminine again. And all the way through, you'll even read in Proverbs, it's, wisdom is referred to as she, 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 she. So um, there's so much to say about that. But because of my time that I'm doing better, this, this uh, service, I'm going to just kind of skip through that. And if you want more notes on it, I have an abundance of notes and words here. I have 5,213 words, <laughs> to be precise. Um, and I found out that I only got through about 2,500 of them last service. So um, I conducted a survey earlier this week on my own uh, on Facebook, much like we had the children's comments of what moms were like. I asked a bunch of my Facebook friends, what did they see in mothers? These were the things that um, they said. Breathtaking, life-giving, prayer warrior, tenacious, selfless, unconditional love, forgiving, best listener, intuitive, knows her children, kindness. She is for you and with you, compassionate, caring, non-judging, faithful, full of grace, comfort, um, she's a comforter, um, sacrificial, nurturing, fierce, humble, humorous, joyful, patient, home wherever you are, wherever, whenever you're with them, it feels like home is what they said. Always there, truthful. These were their responses. Um, notice anything about those responses? Those are all like God-like things, aren't they? They're all the beautiful things of God. And so I think that we, re I think women, mothers, reflect God's image. Your mom probably reflected God to you. Um, almost extensively, we hear of the fatherliness and the sonness of God. And when we hear the motherliness, we kind of cringe and go, oh no, what is she going to say? How's that going to go? I don't know if she can say that or not, right? When, I mean, it might appear cultish. You may even want to be getting up to leave, but I want you to hear me say, God is not a woman, but definitely contains the beauty of the feminine. 
So, hear it again. I'm not saying that God is a woman. Yet, I think we should see the reflection of women in God. So, um, it was his idea to make them male and female. It says that he would um, make, uh, let us make man in our image that, we might be, that he might be like us. So there, if there's a female and a male that he made that was reflecting the us of who made it, then there must be the feminine in the God that made it, right? So I think all the way from, does that, did you follow all that? All right. So there's nothing much more unattractive. So we've talked about a lot of the beauty of motherhood and what mothers look like and characteristics of mother, but there's not much more unattractive than overlooking or um, not honoring, unappreciating mothers, right? Do you ever see like a mother that's giving, 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 and that child that's just like so more, much more demanding that that still isn't enough? I'm sure as a mother, you felt that. But you know, as a mother, I felt it. But as a woman, I felt where I have done the same thing to God. And I have unappreciated that part of God and overlooked that just like I was overlooked and I hated being overlooked and unseen and unheard. Um, that unfortunately, I do that. Um, sometimes you might feel neglected. Any women ever feel that way? Omitted, mm-hmm. excluded, unnoticed, behind the scenes, unseen, unsung. I think maybe we do that to God too. And we overlook those parts and pieces of him that we really ought to celebrate and tell him thank you for. So um, this isn't just a once a day celebration that you should just celebrate moms on one day and then just forget about it the rest of the year. You should be, this is a way of life, which is what I was saying that I appreciated seeing in, um, in Randy. And I loved when my husband did it to me. I remember one of his phrases that he would put in such a way that only he would get away with. Um, but he would say that uh, to me, you went to the doors of death when you gave birth to my children. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was the sweetest thing, the doors of death. Um, but I love that he honored me. And you know, when you honor your wife, your children will honor their mother. And when you do not honor your wife, your children won't honor their wife. So husbands, it's up to you to do the honoring and the teaching and the role modeling of how to, how to celebrate your wife and how to honor her and how to show value to her. Because you know what? It's not just about valuing her. Your kids are gonna need the value of what she has to say. But if you have given her no value, then when she speaks to them, then they're just gonna be like, I don't have to listen to that. So your words and the way that you treat your wife and respect your wife are actually necessary for your children and your grandchildren because they're gonna need her voice in her life. Um, so I have a circle or a heart, I guess. And in this circle, this heart, is it there? 
Not yet? Okay, it's coming, coming, coming. Um, I want you to look at this heart. And in this heart, I want you, on your paper, you have it. I want you to just put all the words that you see in the, how you valued your mom, okay? So it may have been those words of breath, of life-giving, of warrior, of tenacious, of selfless, some of those words, but put your words in there. No matter how many words, feel free to go beyond the little heart. That won't hold very much. Go past, moms can always give you um, the freedom to go outside of the lines, color outside the lines, go for it. Um, so fill that in, but I want you to go to the next slide. If we're honest, she wasn't all those things perfectly. Like giving, I love the word grace, and I actually think that the word grace, whenever written, should always have one of the letters doing this. Like it should always be twisted or tilted or something wrong because that's what grace is. Grace is never perfect. Grace is always just um, That's what I felt like last service. Uh, it was like, I'm so glad I'm teaching at grace because they get grace. And I totally was like, <laughs> um, not that this may be either, but the imperfection is actually something we can embrace. So if we can embrace that in one another and we want it embraced in ourselves, could you embrace that in your mom? Could you see that she wasn't perfect? None of us had a perfect mother. All of us had a mom that had holes in her. Now, my mom, my dad, my siblings, unfortunately, I remember talking to God about this. It's like, I think you did the wrong thing here. I think I had a really bad family. I think of these holes as being like Swiss cheese. And I had more holes than cheese in my family. Some of you may have had that family or some of you may have had that little baby Swiss cheese with hardly any holes at all. I don't get it, but it's still called Swiss cheese. So some of you had amazing parents and I'm really thankful for you. Um, and I'm so happy that you had them. But some of you were like me that had the Swiss holes with more holes than cheese. And any of us, all of us can forgive our mothers. And you know what? I think the gift of forgiving your mother or forgiving yourself is actually the best gift that you could give. You may have sent flowers. You may have sent a really beautiful gift. But the best gift that you could come up with is actually forgiveness. Um, and in this forgiveness, um, it's good news because our holes... No matter how, um, have you ever heard the phrase, you can't give away what you don't have? I think I was really, really sick through my pregnancies. Like I vomited from the time I was, I conceived, I think, to the time that I delivered. I vomited eight and a half months of my life every time. But I, and nothing was wrong with me. They couldn't find anything wrong. I just vomited all the time. I have since realized myself that I vomit when I'm afraid, which I could be vomiting now. <laughs> I'm not, this is progress. <laughs> um, but I think that knowing that I was carrying that baby and I couldn't give away what I didn't have, I didn't have a good mom. So how was I gonna be a good mom? 
That's a scary thing. Some of you may have lived through that or are living through that, but let me just tell you that forgiveness is the oxygen we breathe in the kingdom of God. That we can breathe forgiveness into our mothers, into our own life, and fill up all those holes. I call it remothering. I think that the way that we are remothered is God himself can be everything that your mom wasn't. All those places that your mom was less than, God is more than. And those places where she wasn't the perfect picture of this, God is the perfect picture of that. And any place where she failed you, God never fails. So God can step into any of those places and remother you. The way that you forgive is, can be really beautiful. Um, I would love, I've had to ask my kids to forgive. Because like, being a great mom has nothing to do with intention. <laughs> like you want, I wanted to be a really great mom. I just wasn't always. I just, I failed. And so um, I was less than in places. So I have to ask my kids to forgive me, but I want them to actually not just forgive me. I want them to be remothered. I want them to be those holes to be filled in and to have that fullness of God available to them. So um, we, one of the ways that you do that is that you just, you can write the stuff down on a piece of paper. You can make a mental note of it, but take that piece of paper and then go to a favorite place in your mind, sit with God or sit with perfect love and give them those pic- that, um, that note with all the stuff listed, all the holes that you might come up with. If you are hurting or had that kind of a relationship, put those things on that paper, give it to perfect love, give it to God. And as you give it to God, See what he does with it. If he takes that, if in your mind, he takes that and reads it and starts. Friend, that's not God. That's not him. Like what you see has to match up with the character of God. What he does is he says that he removes that as far as the east is from the west. He forgives. And he not only forgives, but he wants to restore and he wants to give you back that those places where your mom failed you. So um, the nice thing is, we're not gonna go through it. Um, It doesn't, it's not just with your mom that that's limited. It's also available for your, if that was your dad that was, had the Swiss cheese, you can forgive him or a brother or sister, a neighbor, aunt, uncle, grandparent, whoever you need to forgive, that forgiveness is available. It's the oxygen we breathe. You know how it is as a mom, like when you feel like you've just climbed up five flights of stairs with that toddler and you're just at your wit's end? End? Wit's end is part of, what was that program all the way back from the kids? I don't know. Anyway, wit's end. Yeah, Adventures and Odyssey. I'm saying wit's end. When you're with, at wit's end, um, you can just breathe that oxygen. Breathe in forgiveness. Breathe that in. So I know my time is up, but I want to 
pray this blessing over you. So would you bow your heads? Dear God, we praise you for kids. No child is placed in a mother's womb by coincidence. You know every life and in your mastery, knit us together into unique threads of humanity. We are purposed to be before we even breathe our first breath. God, mold us into mothers that reflect true love. We wanna honor you in the way we love our children, to love like you love. Help us to be patient when hours are long, the wait seems impossible and our strength fails us. Fill us with kindness when our urge to criticize or be angry overwhelms us. Jesus, would you create in us a delight for your truth and a will to worship in seasons of suffering and moments of triumph triumphal accomplishment as you did. As you protect us, enable us to protect our children like a fierce mother bear. Help us to build a bridge of trust with our children and to pave a pathway of hope for them to find and embrace you as the fullness of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, would you, under, you do understand motherhood so well. You know it is so overwhelmingly hard you know how difficult it is to be balanced in our culture, to hold firm to, to truth. So we pray today that as the Trinity is perfectly balanced, you give perfect balance to our children. Make them complete and full of all that they need to face in their future. Help them to know that they have everything they need for life and godliness. Keep them physically safe, guard their hearts, their minds, and may their friendships be godly and God-centered and their relationships and marriages built on kindness and upon seeking you first. Bless them to hear your voice above all others and to find their purpose, passions, and their identity for you. Help them to know and understand the name you call. You call them. Um, to know who they are to be and thus to know what to do. We pray this in the amazing and strong name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. I'm Myrna Brown.